everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Hello. Michael Damiani. How's it going? Brandon Jones. Hi. And on the switcher, Ian Hink. His headphones just broke. They just broke. <clears throat> this just in. <laughs> <laughs> the head broke. Headphones are broken. Uh, let's play Recruit Me. This is where patrons of Easy Allies submit RPG, RPG characters to join our party. This comes from Rammer. Oh, okay. I am a mime who can affect the world by miming objects or abilities. Like if I mime holding a bow and shoot it, the invisible arrow can kill our enemies. I'm great at sneaking and can appear behind anyone at the blink of an eye to disembowel our enemies. I have a maniacal face and constant unsettling grin, but despite my off-putting appearance, I am misunderstood and incredibly loyal and caring. My name is Mime Mister. Would you have me join this party? Yes. Why? Yes, definitely. He that's, is that's well better, better than not. He could kill our enemies. He just looks a little goofy. He doesn't look a little goofy. It's not a little goofy. It's been it's been hey, made clear. It's you're disturbing. a little too harsh on him, probably. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, okay. Knowing you, you got a, something with mimes. He sounds like a swell guy okay. who's misunderstood. It can carry his weight. In fact, probably carry us to victory. Yeah. He can't talk. We don't need him to talk. He could write down something if he really needs to. It's better that he can't talk. Yeah. Damiani, do you want to recruit this person? Seems very very efficient and useful. But well, what's your no hang but, up? Actually. What's your hang up? Oh, oh. There's no but. So this is, is this unanimous? We're we're well, allowed. Yeah, I'm in. Recruit. I do not want this person as our as our villain. I do not That's want to a good piss point, this, this psycho mime off who can stealth anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. It's almost so that's a good point is to All smiles. keep him off the bad team. Is Welcoming to with recruiting. open arms. All right, so we're going to recruit my mister at the end of the podcast. Woo! We will see if he lives. It's not guaranteed. Right. Jones, begin corrections music, please. Uh, Inside Xbox is a monthly show that is about uh, long. It's the, the Inside Xbox is not weekly. That, mm. that one's like, it's like an hour, hour and a half. Uh, sometimes two hours, I guess. Um, this week on Xbox is the weekly show. Uh, Got it. Okay. So uh, okay. when at X018, uh, when that's happening and there's an inside Xbox at that, it's a bigger deal than the weekly show. It's Got like it. the, the monthly or, or mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and inside Xbox is what was at XCOM? Or what was at Gamescom? Yes, that was inside mm-hmm. Xbox. Got it. Absolutely. Nice set. They have a really nice set for that. Uh, the DF in the time zone stands for... Distrito Federal. Oh, uh, dang. Federal District. I looked that up and I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure if it was right. Distrito Federal, yeah. Hmm. Um, and Mexico City. Did you know in Mexico they just call Mexico City Mexico DF or LDF? Because hmm. the Mexico is redundant. Right. Yeah. Well, no, they say Mexico DF. Like Sahara. But it's like Washington, D.C., you know what I mean? Like, what a dumb name for a city, but we just stand by it. <laughs> So silly. We call it DC. Yeah, yeah and we call usually. it DC. We call it LDC. Uh, absurd, though. Like, it's just... Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, here's a, a, like a nerdy little fact. Uh, Peter Solace, the usual voice of Wallace, did not provide the voice for Grand Adventures, that okay. game. He was instead voiced by Ardman's official backup voice actor, Ben Whitehead. This was the very first time Wallace had been voiced by anyone other than Peter Solace on screen. Nice. I like trivia. That's fun. Uh, puzzle agent, apparently very good. 
We talked about two puzzle agent games from Telltale last week. I like this when people in the comments, not necessarily a correction, but they're like, I can vouch for this. It's actually a very, very good game. Uh, sure. All right. I'm willing to give you credit. Sweet. I'm willing to believe right. you. Cool. Um, oh, and, and speaking of puzzle agent, uh, Nelson Tethers, the star of puzzle agent, uh, he is an original character, but the game exists in the pre-existing Grickle universe of comics and animation created by Gran Annable. So it wasn't an original IP necessarily. It was an original character, but... And correction music. <laughs> Thank you, Jones. Uh, ooh, you know what I also like to do on the podcast is updates. What's, oh, yeah. So we'll get there, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I got excited. Not yet. Not yet. The podcast has not yet begun, even. Um, we talked a lot last week about how we were feeling like there might not be a PSX. Right. Within the last seven days, Sean Layden has officially announced that there will be no PSX in 2018. There simply isn't enough content. Sorry, everybody. Hmm. See you next year. Maybe. I think the odds are totally fine for it coming back next year okay yeah i think they can totally take a year off and then come back when it's when it's ready just kind of like press yeah. conferences you know because like, we'll be playing ps5 at that point yeah so Smart they're, they're gonna want yeah so they're gonna want to like show off new games oh, yeah. that could be playing with yeah. their ps5s right, yeah right mm-hmm. uh no i think you're right johns I, I i feel like maybe it was just an off year um uh interestingly enough greg miller of kind of funny that day after hearing news of this oh. says okay baby we're having our own press conference puts out a tweet says anybody who wants in let me know and obviously they can't let everybody in or else that'd right. be a four-hour show but yeah they're gonna be having a press conference That's that cool. weekend that psx would normally be in uh the weekend of the game awards and like devolver and uh, devolver and annapurna and a bunch of other little indie devs were tweeting at him like oh us us yeah, so they're gonna I, have I, I like stuff. went through the thread. It's a lot of developers. Yeah, yeah PSX is great in. for like little indie game or studios. So yeah. this is good news for them. Yeah, I should make it clear the press conference is going to be them in front of their screens. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be like a big live show. No, right, absolutely. But it's, I think it'll be well viewed online. Yeah, it'll give uh, people games to show off and stuff. I'm going to guess at least 10k watching it. You know what oh, I mean? And so I think you get more than that. Yeah, I might even get more than that. And so I think that's yeah, that's pretty. I think cool. that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, last week Ian spoke of the the rumor of a Castlevania collection called Castlevania Requiem coming out. Uh, last week it was officially announced by Konami, actually the Woo! day after we recorded. Uh, so yeah, Castlevania Requiem includes Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. Uh, it is a PlayStation 4 exclusive game. Sony is helping actually port it, which is... yes. So weird. Well, I guess so. I guess the reason for that, Damiani, is it's likely based off of the PSP ports of those games. Yeah, it looked like the artwork looked like the PSP version. So I guess that's why that but is. But if it is the PSP version, it'll have the original version also with it. Cool. That comes out October twenty sixth for nineteen ninety nine. I mean, it's, it's more a good deal. Than... God damn. Good, good thing it has no competition that day. No competition. Yeah. No. Yeah, nothing else coming out that day. It was a good day. What's up, Damian? I am both. Konami couldn't handle the port job themselves, so they asked Sony to do it. Okay, come on. They so. just did Zone of the Enders 2, dude. No, uh, no, it wasn't them. Well, they, they published it. Yeah, they're, they're publishing it, but... So you're saying Sony is developing this? I think they're doing most of the legwork for this project, yes. Mm, yeah, it might be actually, so... Because why, like, I, I'm not trying to port big anything, but, like, from a marketing standpoint, it makes absolutely zero sense to do this huge push for, like, these characters... One of them who's, you know, tied to the, these games in Smash Brothers. And then, like, oh, here's a game that... Oh, Richter. You're so right. Yeah, yeah. Richter. Richter is in and Rondo it's of like, Blood. Oh, cool. We might get a collection on all the systems, maybe. 
no, here's it just on place. I get it. Those, sure, Sony's doing this, but it's just if, it, the smart move would have been to put this on every single system possible. It's just a little weird. I, I mean, you mean the Switch in particular, though, don't you? Yeah. Don't nah. you <laughs> don't you start Symphony tonight as as Richter as well? Yes. It plays the yeah. end of Rondo Boy. Yeah. yeah, that's so you're right. Damiani, that should be on Switch. You're absolutely right. But well, I dude, guess they weren't picking up the tab and Sony stepped in. Yeah, I do. I think it's like Yeah, I, that's yeah. It might be the same initiative who did Parappa and Loco Roco and uh uh Wipeout recently. You know, there have been some basically playstation games but the ones that were on vita or psp or loco roco on psp Mm -hmm. and all that so yeah and so it might be that team looking at their catalog and saying oh obviously we should do something tonight yeah and konami saying okay thank you and yeah damiani i think it just never occurred to them konami that like hey we should be on switch right now i think there's they're i don't know i don't know how strong their interest is in like pushing like their game effort their game front anymore versus you know it was it was a few months ago. We talked maybe more than a few at this point. They had a mobile game coming out soon, a legit b- mobile semi big budget Castlevania game. I'd say equal to the DS games. You know, equal to that level of Castlevania budget. Uh, it is mobile. Mm-hmm. Why is that game not on Switch? That I'd, I'd be more curious about that. You I mean, know? I, I, I I don't know if that's the question I would ask for that, but I I think the deep down question I would just like Konami to answer is: Are they they want to get back into like ma- like pu- like making and developing new games or they're just going to be like a publisher who like just hands out their license and lets other people do like the legwork and if they're willing to do that like sure we'll like we'll give it to you and we'll publish it well know? what's nuts is bomberman r was one of the b- switch's biggest selling launch titles yeah it's yeah. nuts mm-hmm. and so i don't think they're done dude i don't think they're i just think that they do have a limited capacity yeah, i wonder if it's like more of like they have to be like very cautious like maybe there's like a team inside konami who wants to get back to like we want to make games again yeah and so it's like prove it to us start small yeah like if, if you can't treat a small project you know with like respect and like you know take it seriously then we're not going to take you seriously about a bigger project we're not going to like take the risk on that mm-hmm. so i wonder if it's that i hope it's that yeah and they're just going to keep proving themselves with these small victories and then eventually they'll be like all right yeah let's green light something bigger let's let's get back into it back to prominence yeah konami will be capcom in five years <laughs> Within our natural lifespans. With our, within our natural... <laughs> if, if we live to the lifespan of an average person in the United States. Uh, Brad, what's my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcement! And so we don't have a game announcement this week. What? We have a game leak this week. Oh, yeah. A big old triple A leak. Yeah. <laughs> it's leaking. <laughs> uh... Leaky Cauldron? Yeah, hey, oh, there we it. go. Uh, there was a Harry Potter game leaked that, I mean, we have to describe this. So you hear Harry Potter game leak, I'm clicking on that video immediately before I look at details. I want to see what this looks like. And when this starts up, you go out into that hall where the floating candles, it's where everybody eats and, you know, they, they learn about their points. It's the big old Harry Potter hall. I'm thinking, okay, you're trying to trick me. This is some little fan project. This is Nintendo mobile game. Yeah, well, not even mobile game. Just like somebody like did this. It's like a little private project. You know what I mean? Unreal Four project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Then the next shot is the character creator. You see faces that are being developed, and I'm like, 
That was a pretty good face. That's <laughs> 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 no, not him with the face. Yeah. I love the beat-by-beat beat reaction from Kyle. Because I'm, I'm, like, assembling it. You know what I mean? It, it is so fun to watch a game for the first time, and maybe we'll talk about this more in the discussion. It's a bummer that this is the way we see it. Because I got to say, this is not the, the main release of this trailer. It's, again, a leak, but it's leaked cell phone footage of this trailer. There is a mouse cursor on yeah. the trailer the entire oh time. But as the trailer develops, you see more and more things that make it clear this is not somebody's fan project. This is a big budget, highly, highly developed game, uh, clearly from a large studio. We'll go into the studio and stuff later, but I want to know your first impressions panel of this Harry Potter game. Visually. Visually? Yeah. It looked good for seeing an off-camera cell phone video, I guess. Sure. What looked good, though? Lots of destruction. Graphically, yeah. Destruction lots, in lots a Harry Potter game? Yeah, knocking shooting doors down, down yeah. dropping ceilings on people. Yeah. Uh, 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 Creating the bridge. The opposite, bringing, yeah. You know, having something crumbled come back together. Yes, like a rewind yeah. feature. Yeah, that yeah. was sick. Like that troll getting the axe in his chest, too. Oh, yeah. Blowing awesome. open the yeah, door. Yeah, so what did he do? He blasted oh, open yeah. a door and a sword flew into some orc's chest. Rated M for was, mature, baby. I think it, it was rated shrapnel. shrapnel. I think it was shrapnel okay. from the door. The door. Like stone Still shrapnel? Cool. Yeah, stone Still cool. shrapnel. Stone Violent. shrapnel. But yeah. a little bit of blood, too. A little yeah, bit of blood. Rated M for mature. That orc is dead. T for T. Also, the very slow-moving third-person character going through a town, which... Oh, that Always town. Always a fan dude. of. Great town. And then Always the forest immediately after that. Yeah, to just, just to kind of show, like, hey, look at this world that we're in. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people, I don't know if I could totally glean that from watching this trailer, but like a lot of people in their headlines are like, open world Harry Potter RPG, let's do it. And it's like, I don't know if they're hearing open world from what they know or if they're just, you know, saying that because it kind of looks that way. I actually I haven't want to get seen any excited, indication that it's open world. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, the character creator is pretty cool. We'll go into more details that we know about it, but I, I was I was interested in that. The, the spells, Lots of stuff in class. So you're, actually, you're seeing yes. them sitting in class d- mm-hmm. doing experiments, making things happen. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we should go into details now uh, because basically what happened is how this was leaked. I wrote down his name, Vape This Bro. He's a Reddit <laughs> user who uh, was doing a market research thing. Yeah, was, so we had access to this trailer because of market research. And just posted on Reddit. Why not? Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not be famous for a day and then have your account deleted? Uh, <laughs> so I uh, posted this thing. And yeah, I mean, that's what's so frustrating is that basically WB paid a market research firm to like get people to get it, like get gauge how excited they are about this. Mm-hmm. Why? Why even bother? Why right. show that like at you, this point? Yes, with a video this far along. Do you like this game? And like you know, vape this bro is like clicking like oh, I like it like a seven. And like that is the reason <laughs> this whole game leaked is because they, it's some stupid market research firm. Like what is obviously a cool game and obviously just everybody's gonna love this game. You don't need to do market research on this trailer. I'm just right. I'm kind of I'm really mad about that. Yeah, well, that's I'm fascinated suits. with yeah. like how'd they get it? How do you? How are you able to replay this without somebody in the room knowing you were doing it? To clearly, like the ma- I, I don't think the mouse is up there the whole time. I think it moves. It like slides yeah. over halfway through the video. And you have audio, so there's clearly speakers. So yeah, so they're replaying this off a laptop. I'm guessing that they all watched it on or something. But sure. if it's like, yeah. so this person had access to it enough to be alone in the room or like at the consent of the people that were also working on it. So, because it doesn't strike me as somebody who was on the staff, because mm-hmm. why would they like curse the project this way, and why would they shoot off screen if they had access to the file? It looked yeah, like it's it such a been... weird middle ground of like how. how it looked like happen? it could have been a phone in a shirt pocket, to me. Oh, the whole the her tactic. 
It's not wobbly though. It's a really good. Well, yeah, like, it's sitting down. They're just you know. It's not at much of an angle either. Yeah, that's like, true. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's really just kind of the reflection of the screen that's spo- like like when it goes to like pure black. You, it's you see the screen. And obviously the sound is, is not so, great. But. So my presumption was it's this kind of thing where like you just sign up online. It's just like, hey, you want a hundred bucks for one hour's work? Uh, watch a bunch of videos and then give us give them numbers. Yeah, I used you to know? stuff like that. Yeah, that was my presumption is what this is. Is this person was taking the video in their yeah. own home? But obviously we'll never know. We cannot contact vape this bro. I don't think I don't think that would be the case. That's I've way never too done one risky. At home. Yeah. I know I know someone I met who I, I don't know their name, so I, I can't. Don't ask me. But uh, someone told me that they were in a in what turned out to be Sekiro. They were in a focus group oh. before the trailer was even out. And they were like, uh, you know, it's Soulsy and, and Feudal Japan. And that's all they said. Sorry, me. what was that person's name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, it's, that, but that was like way before that trailer even happened. So like who knows how long it'll be before this thing happens. But that was in a room in a controlled setting which with way more security than this apparently. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's it's how they gauge like market interest. It to me it's so foolish. Well, he said like they were like, "Do you like this or do you want do you want more sneaking?" Yeah. And stuff, and it's like, "Oh, they're actually like asking for like deets." Which to me is so dumb. It's just such like an unnecessary position for game design. Though, I mean, a lot of game designers say market research is clutch for us. I think more they mean like testing. I think when like the game is like playable and people get stuck in certain things or people want more of this or more Mm -hmm. of that, uh, a trailer that there's just no, there's no reason for it in my eyes. Like to me, this is a big hit. If this trailer was was shown first full screen without a mouse cursor on it, you know, everybody would be tweeting out. They probably already are. Yeah. But uh, it's weird. It's, it is a mature take on Harry Potter. You're playing as not just a 10-year-old, but like a fifth year, which I guess you're 18 at that point. No, fifth Those. year would be uh, 15. Right? Doesn't it tend to? Because he's eight, 17, 18 when he graduates, seven years. So just a 15-year-old boy in that game? I don't feel like he looks 15. Because it's yeah. seven yeah, it years school. Yeah, well, weird school. Yeah. Well, the notes say fifth year. They don't say age. So just because, mm-hmm. you know, I think this person acquires magic later in life and then joins the school from what I've read. Oh, okay. So maybe they are at fifth grade comprehension of magic, but they could potentially be older. Fifth Dude, year, imagine, sorry? Fifth year students are 15 to 16. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Imagine like, Imagine having to go to school with a bunch of 15 and 16 year olds, right. like sitting next to them. What are you doing here? Uh, You're so old. <laughs> I'm just, I'm here to learn. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> That's why you take the nighttime. I'm magic from the course. States. Yeah. Night school. Okay, I mean, compared to like a lot of the leaks that have happened lately, like leaks suck. I hate them, but. If you want, if your game leaks, you want it to leak like this. <laughs> like you want, I mean, you want, mean, you want the full trailer, but like, uh, there's just a lot going on. Like if we just had like a one weird, like, you know, three second gif of Jim just walking down the hallway with the, you know, wand, we'd be like, I don't know. It kind of looks real. Could be made up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like this is clearly a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no, this is not a fake. This is something that's happening and something that, you know, even in the, a lot of the news headlines I saw said it was good. Like said, like, like there's, a, you know. Leak Terry Potter game and it looks amazing. Like, yes, this is I think we all want to potentially play this. what a lot of people yeah. have been asking oh, yeah. for. I uh, didn't even mention the music, which is great. Starts off video gamey, but then hits that Harry Potter theme right just, at the end. Oh, yeah. You have the little soft. Uh, it's not a piano. I don't remember the name of the instrument that Williams used, but um, uh, he had to like build one just to for the, for the guitar. Score. But it's <laughs> it uh, when it like the, the, owl, the owl flies in the window with the note, and it's just like a great sentiment to put at the end of this, where it's mm-hmm. just like you are cordially invited. To finally be a student at Hogwarts and not yeah. just Harry, but 
you get to make your own student. And not it's, just on a horrible phone game, you know? Like, this yeah. is the game I yeah. think we yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. on the budget. heels of, uh, of this weird phone game that, yeah. like, you know, even, like, Harry Potter fans I know were like, eh. <laughs> Let's talk about the developer, <laughs> though. Celesta. Sorry? That's the instrument? Yeah. Oh, the Celesta. John yeah. Williams built a Celesta. By himself. For Hedwig's theme, which is the main... Yeah. Celesta. Wait, that's Hedwig's theme? Correct. The name of the main... That's Hedwig's theme. That's funny. So he just wrote this killer thing, and it's like, hey, why don't we use this for everything after this? (laughs) Well, because it always starts with Hedwig... The first couple, they started with Hedwig flying. Sure. Hedwig's theme. That's great. Uh, Cool. Avalanche... Software. Software. Right. Thank you, Jones. <laughs> There's Avalanche Studios and right. Avalanche Software. It's not right. One of them's got to get Too many Avalanche Avalanches. Studios yeah. is making like 10,000 games right now. Yes. <laughs> Every six months, we get a new announcement from yeah. Avalanche Studios. And that's why I think my first instinct was it was them. You know, it's like, oh, that must be like the Mad Max team. You know, yeah. that's what I thought that's what it was. But no, uh, Avalanche Software is rumored to be working on this game. We have some evidence, but I want to talk about Avalanche Software because they've made seven games in the last ten years. I want to see if Jones can guess these seven games. I can guess four of them. Okay, what can you guess? I can guess Toy Story 3, uh-huh. Disney Infinity 1, yep. Disney Infinity 2.0, yes. Disney Infinity 3.0. Okay. I think you know more than that, even. Okay. Oh, and they made another one, the Cars. They yep. made a new Cars game. Yep. Did they make a Cars game before that? Uh, did they? They did, did, yeah. They cars did. 2. Okay. Oh, nice. So then there's one left after those, Jones. Cars. No, so we got cars. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they didn't do cars. I feel like this is this is a Disney movie franchise, whatever that nobody appreciates. That I, it's like Disney movie. It is a Disney Tangled movie. animated Disney movie. Oh, no, people love Tangled. Park, no, people love Tangled. We love Bolt. Tangled. Empress All of Gris. that company. It's Bolt. Bolt. Yes. Bolt. <laughs> I knew it. yes. No one cares. They True. made a Bolt game. Yeah, Bolt's wow. not gonna be Kingdom Hearts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here. Nobody does care about Bolt. I don't even see it's Bolt. Got yeah, poor Bolt. It's got parts. It's got parts. It's got that hamster in the ball. Uh, that is not a pedigree that says to me triple A action adventure game. Why not? It's a pedigree that to me that that says uh, training fans well, you know, create like knowing how to approach a property. And I think the 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 I mean the big trick that was really impressive with Infinity was that it's not just that like oh we're giving you Marvel and Star Wars and all this crazy stuff. It's like mm-hmm. it's all gonna work together. Like you got to put Jack Skellington and Tinker Bell and you know uh, you know Jack uh, what's a pirate what's his name Sparrow Hello, Jack Sparrow next I'm gonna put all three of them together Mr. Incredible Sully and it's just got to work visually, and so. Um, I yeah I, I I would uh I think that team would have a lot of confidence going into something like this just like just one property from the get go and you can design a whole bunch of new stuff. Jones, do you have fun playing through uh like the story stuff in Disney Infinity? Like the stuff that wasn't like people's created levels, but like are the actual like missions pretty good? Yeah. Uh it was uh basic. Like there was not a lot I did that really like taxed the brain, but mm-hmm. like the opening of the Spider-Man thing was really fun because like Mysterio's the next villain in the next movie and oh, little Mysterio yeah. tees and Spider-Man and uh-huh. um uh really great um uh like platforms moving around and stuff flipping around in the opening of Spider-Man. Um so yeah, I, I the, the sense that I got from that team with Infinity was not that like oh they're not delivering these games don't compete with a lot of third-person action-adventure games I play. It's just like, they got to, you know, do a lot for each of these games. Not to mention build this system that you can create your own adventures and stuff. So it's like, I'm not going to be too critical of the things that they're doing. I'm not going to be critical of this episode four through six uh, Star Wars game and compare that to, like, Super Star Wars or Force Unleashed or something. It's just a completely different sure. type of project. I mean, and I can vouch for Toy Story 3. I think that's a top 20 PlayStation 3 game. That is a Toy Story 3 is a very good video game. 
because it yeah it, it, it did fun things with the property yeah it, it, it it's it's something that you can it's not like oh you see Toy Story, Story, Story 3 and it spoils it yeah it's like no it just complements this like you're gonna love this universe so much more having played it well and also and so, like I mean I don't know how early this footage is clearly like you can see a health bar for troll underscore a underscore I, one at yeah one point. I saw that and it's just end. like okay so yeah that's clearly this isn't final footage you know but I mean this strikes me this Harry Potter game strikes me as like a good mid-budget effort, you know. It doesn't seem like a triple A, huge millions of dollars, you know, thing. I think it's going to be a really cozy mid-budget game. Uh, that transitions well into the, the history. I want to go. I want to like look at more of Avalanche. Uh, we'll get to why that makes sense. So, uh, in May of 2016, Disney stopped doing Disney Interactive. They said we don't want to make video games anymore. We don't publish them anymore. Uh, bye. And they closed down. Uh, several studios, I think, but one of those was Avalanche Software. Straight up, shut it down. Eight months later, January of 2017, Warner Brothers Interactive says, hey, we want to buy that studio you shut down eight months ago. Buys it from Disney. Buys uh, the Octane engine. I tried to find more details about this. They had some proprietary engine uh, that Disney owned because they owned that studio that they shut down. Uh, they, so they bought that and the company. They reinstated the CEO, uh, John Blackburn. And Nice. Yeah, basically that company kept existing as it was before, but under Warner Brothers Interactive. And actually Cars 3 was published by WB. Oh, How nuts really? is that? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah. The, oh, I remember talking, saying how nuts that was at the time. Yeah, yeah and it was weird. Very nuts. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what happened then, and so it's like, oh, so what do you think WB wants to do with Avalanche? Uh, probably some kids' games. You know, that's that was our best assumption. Yeah. In April of 2017, there's a job listing for Avalanche Software. Warner Brothers Games Inc. seeks a senior writer for the Avalanche Story Department. We are looking for a talented storyteller with a deep understanding of British culture and grammatical presentation. Applicants should be creative, self-motivated problem solvers who enjoy collaborating with other writers and designers to create <laughs> an immersive game narrative. Probably could have ended after the British part. So uh, they well, want. Well, they sound like that. They should definitely not be writing a British <laughs> game for sure. I love how many resume buzzwords were in that. Yeah, yeah. You problem solvers. Yeah. See you in the great hall. Good hole. teamwork. <laughs> okay. And the owls with our mail. So yeah, it was funny. I think uh, I saw some headlines that thought that was Harry Potter at that time. Um, I saw another one. The one that I just ripped that from uh, said, uh, I, "I should actually say Game Zone." I got that from Game Zone. Game Zone's like could be Robin Hood. Like, okay. Sure, yeah, you know they they were like making guesses about what other British weird Robin Hood movie coming out. Yeah, right could now. be Sherlock Holmes, but we get this. We get we got that story on top of this game being revealed. Clearly, it's WB as they own Harry Potter. So I think a lot of people put those things together. And then Eurogamer kind of finished putting those pieces together in their reporting in which they said, yeah, we hear that it is Avalanche Software. There's very little reason to doubt that Avalanche Software of Utah is making a Harry Potter game. And so, Ian, the reason why I think it looks a little low budge right now, they can't have been working on it for more than a year and a half. Yeah. This game is way early in development. Sure. Yeah. That's, That's nuts. This is nuts to me. I mean, I wish, you know, I wish it had whatever the, the Xbox 18 or the Game Awards, you know, announcement. You know, I wish that it had uh, uh, the quality that I wanted in its announcement. But 
I think there's every reason to be really excited about this game. You you want to know what excites me the most in this trailer is that there's one part on the top left you can see buttons. I think my memory is that they're PlayStation buttons like R1, R2. But they're maybe. actually uh, like they are B. One of them was B. Oh, okay, so it's Xbox, but um, or Switch maybe. But uh, that each button is tied to a different spell, and like you're pointing spells at walls and doing them, and that to me means that it's gonna be really interactive and you can choose which spells to use where and stuff and that's gonna feel really cool yeah you know what hit me was uh the papers flying through the yeah, air yeah you know you're not just shooting electricity you're doing some cool stuff with the environment mm-hmm. around a lot of fun you. things with lighting yeah he says lumos and lights up and they like the last shot in the trailer is like the, you know him i think he gets hit by the troll and so the light goes out on his wand and then he like does a spell and the whole room lights up and you see the troll like attacking i'm just i i say troll I'm not exactly sure. I'm guessing it's wrong. Big orcish creature. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big ooga. Um, uh, the gridowers of creatures. Um, uh, we should talk more about the details, though, that were part of the PR that was associated with the trailer, because we know even more about this game. I should have gone into these things. We know that some of these RPG elements, there are eight classes in this game. You oh. choose from one of eight classes. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wait, what are the what? classes in a Harry Potter world? Yeah, yeah Jung, what, what would the classes be in a Harry Potter world? Um, well, you look at the different schools. I yeah. mean, like Defense Against the Dark Arts, that's a class. Potions, that's a class. You know, like, okay. You could take more of the historian angle, you know, and like maybe it's uh, it takes less time to, to meet new people and communicate with them. Language could be a big deal. You could be talking to different beasts and races and stuff. And um, Yeah, just off the top of my head. Yeah, sure. it'd be like Auror or Herbalist or whatever. Potions. Yeah. Alchemist. To me, it's yeah, interesting Alchemist. to see this kind of combat-heavy game where you're not wearing armor and looking cool. You look dapper. I think all the characters that we saw looked dapper. Mm-hmm. But nobody was wearing armor. Nobody. Oh, Damiani is not feeling the coolness. So that's the thing. Okay, uh, get, like, in I get, I get, a, get in I, this. I get a little bit excited. I get partially excited about what we saw in this leak trailer. Uh-huh. Then I think back to all of the Harry Potter games I had to review at game trailers. Which is what? How many uh, did you Deathly Hallows Part 1, Deathly Hallows Part 2, The Dark uh, Half-Blood Prince, and I dubbed some of those Gears of Potter because they were basically third-person yes. shooters using your magic and spamming it and stuff. All so, three like, of those were like, uh, like well, action-heavy ha- games? Deathly Hallows 1 and 2 definitely okay. were. Um, I think... Uh, Half Blood Prince used motion controls. I think it did on Wii, uh, and you had to like use like motion controls. Had like like potions class. Basically, a lot of the stuff you saw here, yeah. has been in those games before. Sure, some of them using motion controls as well. Like, oh, you get to use the wand and stuff. That's gonna be like perfect. Mm-hmm. And none of those were very good. In fact, I would say like the the Deathly Hollows games were actually pretty bad. And they weren't AAA games, but they were trying to recreate a lot of the environments from the books and the films. Uh, they use the likenesses of the the actors, obviously, from the films. Yeah. And I thought those were going to be like th- th- this could be good, and they're a little bit more combat heavy because those there's a lot of fighting in the the last in the Deathly Hollows. Like there's a lot of there's this big battle at Hogwarts at the end. Like nah, that fight sucks. <laughs> okay, there's there's a lot of magic <laughs> dueling going on, but okay, it sucks. But okay, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, okay, um, but. Were, there weren't many good Harry Potter games. It's not like you can compare the yeah, ones you reviewed like, to the other really amazing ones. Yeah, I'd like, say there were six. But I, I guess like, this was like 360. Yeah. This was a 360 PS3 era. They yeah. were showing off like decent graphics at the time, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's like that, that's not enough. Sure. And I am looking for a Harry Potter game that conjures up more of the uh, the one that lets you actually roam the castle grounds. 
Like completely seamlessly connected. Yeah, it was Order of the Phoenix. Here's there your, you go. Here's your focus testing right now, Bossman. Yes. I, I, Damiani's I, telling you, you know. I want that. I want to go through that world and just like have yeah. that. Like so, like the 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 herbology stuff, the alchemist stuff, like that stuff. Yeah, sure. I love this. Like, let me wander in there and make you attend the class and like. I like this class. I'm going to keep going this class every day or something like that and get better at that. You level up. But mm-hmm. if you ignore it, like, oh, I don't like the class. I'm going to go do Defense Against the Dark Arts. Well, yeah, you're going to become a better fighter. Like, I, the concept of picking a class at the start, and eh, that's like every game does that. But if you could, like, make choices through, like, your school year, your fifth year, m- like, that feels more like a natural school thing. Yeah. Like, you choose your course electives and stuff like that. So here, I get the impression that Harry Potter is a lot about bloodlines. You know what I mean? Like if your parents talk to snakes, you can talk to snakes. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong, Jones? Is that like a wrong impression? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, magic does pass down through bloodlines. That's like yeah. where mud blood comes from because you know, St. Hermione is not pure blood yeah. you know, magic. So I'm saying but, you, uh, you don't get to pick your specialties, Damiano. You don't get to pick if you want to talk to snakes or then not. Why, am I, take why do you get to pick eight different classes? Why is there even a character creator in this game? Because then? you pick backgrounds when you make a character in an RPG. Oh, so I you got to pick Kyle, one of eight illustrious backgrounds. Yes. It's more like magic at all is bloodline, but I think yeah. you can specialize whatever you want. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the parcel tongue thing, no one I don't think has been a parcel tongue for a long That's time. That's extremely rare. Yeah. That's why it's... And it's not true. He gets that because of the score. Remember the line from the movie, Kyle? No. I don't remember any line from any of the Harry Potter movies. Did you all hear the voices too? Sorry, Harry. When he hears a snake, he goes, sorry, Harry. Even the wizarding world, hearing voices isn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Hermione like lectures him. Damiani, great pull. That was uh, a good pull. I would. Uh, I like to give a nod to Bully, which I thought did classes really well. Mm. Uh, there was just uh, a silly mini game or like trivia or uh, one of them English class would give you a bunch of letters and you had to make as many words as you possibly could. Oh, that kind and of you don't have to go to any class ever. You could finish that game and not go to any class. Maybe one or two. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. It was neat because it was like one was like bike speed. So you would go and have to do this mini game that I hated. We were like grind things back and forth and like rotate with the analog stick. But it made your bike go faster every time you so had that class. It. Sure. And so it was, and I didn't know like what class was coming up what day. So it'd be like right in the middle of some activity and it's like, oh, that. Cl- oh, damn it. Oh, I want to go to that class. <laughs> like, OK, I'll go. I'll go today just to do that. But that other class, screw that. I'm not going to do go to that one. So I would be I'd be playing hooky and like for a specific reason, like for a specific class. That's cool. So it'd be neat, yeah, if you could do that. Like you get assignments where you're like, I don't necessarily need to do all these. Uh, a couple more details I need to get out there. Uh, takes place in the 1800s. Yes. So the best. long, long so before. Best. Yes. My absolute favorite detail I've heard out of everything I've seen and heard about this project. All right. Well, then let's, let's stop on this detail that, for a second. There's, there's That's your be, favorite detail? Yes. Why? Because they're not beholden to anything. It's Arkham Asylum. It's Spider-Man. It's the, it's what you want out of anybody approaching a property. They're just like, let's Free. put them in a time period. They can just go nuts. No Hagrid. No Dobby. You know, like there's going to be nothing where we're like, did JK approve that? It's yeah. Like, it's, it's 200 years ago. Who could, you know? Yeah. Let, let, let them tell this fun story. So kind of like teachers are going to be different. All the students are gonna be different you know like it's a prequel so we kind of know some stuff but i just i just love that it's in it and i'm I'm, it's a fun time period it's gonna be neat to go like what does hogsmeade look like in that era what's london look like maybe we go there you know like what's what's different about hogswarts you know like are there gonna be any teases of things that they introduce or yes you know stuff that you know like is hagrid's hut there but obviously hagrid's not there you know like curious hagrid's world is like dad drigget Hearing Dad about it being in a setting with... Dad Grid? Wow. Dad Grid. Dad Grid. Dad Grid and Grand Dad Grid. Great Grand Dad Grid. Dad Grid. Please submit fan art of Hagrid. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. It just uh, looks like Hagrid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Damiana, your point. I interrupted. Uh, but yeah, uh, go riffing <laughs> off Jones here with the 1800 Senate. Uh 
for me personally, uh, stories involving magic, the more, the less technologically advanced the setting, the more I seem to get you can into buy it. In. Yeah, I get and that. we've seen enough. We've seen through Fantastic Beast. We're seeing like the early 20th century. We've already seen Harry Potter, the late 20th century. We so we've seen like a wizards in modern time. That's cool. Now it's like, yeah, let's see you do it in like you know older times. So get get closer to like. You know, the stereotypical image of, like, magic and, like, you know, wizardry and stuff like that. The closer yeah. you get to that, it feels almost, like, more pure or something. Like, and I don't know. Like Harry Potter going that direction in time seems better to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. I, I would uh, – I know a lot of people are really excited because Hogwarts looks really great. And I'm like, I want to go to class and I want to spend time there. I would love it, actually, if Hogwarts was, like, a small part of this game. It was, like, your instruction and mm-hmm. then you graduate and you're out. And then you go out into the world. I would, like – I would not be a huge fan if the story was like, oh no, there's a big, you know, battle at Hogwarts. Like, there wasn't. Stop. You know, like, just, you can make something fun happen in the Wizarding World that has nothing to do with Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. You know. Jones, I, if I can be cynical for a second, I think you are a fifth year student, so they can make two more games that focus around Hogwarts. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. I think that is. <laughs> absolutely think about a franchise every time they make a new idea. Yeah, I think that's what's happening there, Brad. One last detail, Brad, and this is something I don't believe about the game. I want to know if you believe this. Okay. This game is so RPG like. That you could choose to be good or evil. Yes. You believe that? Yeah. You believe they'll actually let me be evil in this Harry Potter game? To an extent. Okay. Like, evil for them is going to be Slytherin style. You yeah. can talk to snakes. <laughs> you can, like, no, bully kids. The Cruciatus curse. Yeah. You can just... What is that? Just torture somebody. Just like, boop. Three hundred ah. But that'd be awesome. Yeah. What? I mean, yeah. you could learn Avada Kedavra if you're, like, super the evil. Killing curse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that man. one's forbidden. That's a forbidden spell. So is Cruciatus. So is that one. Yeah, there's oh. three forbidden curses. There are three. Forbidden curses. Curses. What's the third? They're forbidden. Uh, control people, right? Yeah, that's mind, right. Yeah, get into their, yeah, get in their mind control. You can't mind bunch of geeks. Is that right funny? Now. It's funny because like Mario <laughs> does it all the time. Mario is using that forbidden magic. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. <laughs> but then Mario Honestly, walks into Hogwarts. Up, he got expelled. He's like, nope, Mario. Well, Cappy, we got to go do something about this. Yeah. Did you know that Hogwarts was founded in 990 AD? I was like, oh, maybe this is about the building of Hogwarts. Like no, oh, so it's so ago. old. No, it's like a long time ago. Yeah, though, 990 AD. I didn't realize Ooh, it was so Rina, old. Man, let's go back there, too. Yeah, dude. Sequels. Give me more Time sequels. travel. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me not Salazar to be excited. And it's funny because, you know, I don't read the books. I don't care about the movies that much. I love that Harry Potter universe. Yeah, I love that world. It's so fun. It's There's just so much to it. It's it's just like perfect for video games. Mm-hmm. This is almost an ideal video game for me. I'm pretty stoked about this. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about this makes me want to go to Universal in a Harry Potter robe with my little wand and go to Harry Potter Wizarding World right now. Tommy, I would love to see you do that. Do you you great to have watch? a title. People are really calling it the Wizarding World, but we don't know. Oh, I think Eurogamer oh, yeah, had yeah, some titles, yeah. actually. Let me pull those up. That's oh. the name of the overall franchise. Yeah, so it's not called the Harry Potter franchise. Excuse me for dropping that five times throughout yeah, this discussion. Yeah, the Wizarding World logo of Harry stuff. Potter. Ooh. If the, for the, if you see, it's like a bunch of wands and like a fan. It kind of looks like the NBC uh, peacock. Uh, so this is, again, this is Eurogamer. They're, they got a tweet from Lizo and Ziba. Uh, who says it's either Harry Potter Magic Awakened or Magic Forever? What Magic Forever is like the Dumb, final no, one. That uh, sounds like a Kingdom I, Hearts. Title. Yo, if, if this is called, if we're focus, focus testing this, yeah, yeah, do not like. Don't yeah, do, yeah. get those, your Harry Potter out of there. Yes. Not in this game, get out of Because they're doing it for the brand recognition. But if for it's sure. called God, if it's called Magic, Magic Forever, Forever, you know this is an MMO or online or something. And oh it's yeah, it's gonna be bad. 
Oh, yeah, no. it could be, no. you know, games as a service. I could see it going that way for sure. No. Hogwarts something or Wizarding World something, but no, get your Harry Potter out of here. Hogwarts is a good idea. Yeah. Hogwarts has almost the same brand recognition. Yeah, and then you everyone need... knows what Hogwarts is. I love yeah. how Harry's like pissed in all the Universal Studios ads. I have never seen an ad for any Universal Studio park featuring Harry Potter material where he looks like he's having a good time at all. Yeah. <laughs> like every poster, he's like, ah! You're like, what, Harry? God, I just, I'm on vacation, man. Calm he's down. He's serious. He's sick of It's after Harry. that turn. After he got his kiss, he was never the same yeah, again. Before. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> he got all angry and puberty struck. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> Sounds like it's podcast halftime. Wow. Nothing but Harry Potter for the opening of this podcast. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October. Imagine betting. Every mattress they make is brand new and made to order. This means they won't start producing your mattress until your name is attached to it. For a limited time, receive two free pillows with any mattress purchase from their website, imaginebedding.com. Imagine betting. Imagine good sleep. Mango. Beaten down Brian. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. L. Fanis. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Hogue Law brings more than a decade of experience forming and funding companies, negotiating contracts, and everything in between. At Hogue Law, it's always business law time. Check them out at hoeglaw.com or on Twitter at Hogue Law. I Keyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Be Haunted. Joe Town wants you to check out his Kickstarter. Be Haunted, a graphic novel about a young woman and the ghosts that haunt her. Written by Joey Donaldson and illustrated by Tuna, Bee Haunted tells the story of Bee, a young actress struggling to find her spot on the stage and her place in the world. Bee's life takes an unexpected and paranormal twist when she finds herself haunted by a horde of ghosts. What do these ghosts want and where do they come from? Check out BeeHaunted.com or the link below to learn more and support this graphic novel. P.S. Special thanks to Beaten Down Brian for the shout out last week. And our mega sponsor... Jigarbov Productions. What up? It's your boy, Jigarbov. Hey. Back again with some rad takes of both the hot and cold variety, like this. Undertale is just okay. <laughs> also, Isaac shouldn't be in Smash Brothers. Bring on Steve from Minecraft. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Excellent use of that slot. That's so funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hey, fair enough, man. Yeah. It's a take. It's a take. These are all just takes. Uh, after we finished the podcast last week, we had some news drop. Hey, how nice is it that that stupid Harry Potter thing leaked today? Yeah. <laughs> all the other podcasts, they got to wait to talk about this. We, we got, got We got dibs on this one. Uh, uh, Sony announced that it will allow cross-play with uh, other consoles only for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. They launched it as a beta. They said, we're just going to try this out. It's a beta program. But they launched it that day, that day of the announcement. Anybody on PlayStation can play. Anybody on Xbox, on mobile, on Switch. 
uh, Epic is working to make it so that uh, you'll be able to combine accounts and all the things that you bought through those accounts. That, that happened. Yeah. Uh, good step. Yeah, I think what is interesting about it, the the thing that I would pull from the headline is that Sony isn't necessarily saying, yeah, we're done with that. We're totally open now. We're going to be with everybody. Right. Absolutely. It definitely seems like this is going to happen on a case-by-case basis. Yes. It definitely seems like... I don't think this panel... I have a question. Would this have happened? Would crossplay have happened without the popularity of Fortnite? No. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. No, no, not at all. It's only think, happening because of how yeah, popular yeah. it is. I, yeah. I think it's 100% that, yes. Uh, yeah. Is the only other crossplay game Final Fantasy? What do you mean? For like you could play with like a different platform. There's a lot of PS4 games you can play on PC as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. that, that, that's how if you're talking about 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only reason it works because there is no Xbox version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And there's gotcha. no Nintendo. It's just Sony's PlayStation 4 and PC. And but before, they never and played PS3 actually, and 11 was the same box. Uh, 11 had an Xbox 360 and a PS2 version. But they oh. they they played with PC, right? Well, obviously. I think mean, oh, Xbox played by itself, didn't it? Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know that one. Oh. Prepare for next week. I played by myself. Uh, but what I think is... Probably right. Yeah. Uh, what what I, I guess is what's crazy about that is it's a reaction, right? It is the community like getting together, getting mm-hmm. angry, making tweets, making petitions, and then Sony like actually hearing it. And I yeah, even though it wouldn't have happened without Fortnite, I think it's encouraging to see the voice of a community for something that I th- thought was kind of trivial, but uh, turns out to be deeply yeah. meaningful to many people. Uh, turns out to like work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 My guess is that also, this is another weird takeaway. Maybe the panel feels differently about this. It's called a beta just so they could do it day one. Just so they like, mm. because I think there's actually a lot of like corporate obstacles for cross crossplay for Sony. I think it wasn't easy for them to even get this far based off the language that they have. And just like we had to communicate with a lot of departments and things like that. So I think it was a beta just so they can say to their bosses, like, it's just a beta. We're just trying it out. And so they could just do it that day. Ian has a factoid for us. Final Fantasy XI was the first game to allow gamers mult- across multiple platforms, Xbox 360, PS2, mm. and PC, to play together. That is cited by the Guinness World Records. Awesome. Okay. Eleven. Do you get it? Do you get a Guinness World Record for being the first to allow crossplay? You bet, yeah, dude. Apparently. Do you think that's in their office? The category just <laughs> says first. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just frame the page. Yeah, it's like in a hallway, but maybe. Okay. Damiani's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, I'm not yet. Not me yet. Uh, uh, you will be. Do you think so? We'll get you in If now. I stick at this, like maybe someday I'll do something like first crossplay. You get like the largest gathering of a group of people. Yeah. 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 Those are the most boring ones. Or Especially worse. the Spider-Man one they, they just did. On it was now. just so commercial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's not too much to say about it. I mean, maybe it'll come to other popular games like Rocket League, but it's, I don't think it's ever going to come to Call of Duty. You know, I think there's a lot of games that there's like Minecraft maybe, but I don't know how widespread yeah, this will be. Just how flexible everyone gets. Yeah. yeah. Do we know if this also undid that weird Switch issue where people like couldn't log in to <clears throat> create a new Switch account? Because... So no, that's what Epic is working on. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they've solved that yet. That's the uh, that's the <laughs> speed bump in front of me, actually. Because yes. I was like, oh, Switch, let's do it. Oh, And people were like, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever played this on PS4, and that was the only thing I played it on. Oh, so you could do it now. Okay. You could do that now. If you created a second account on Switch and you wanted to merge them, that's what they're working on in the future. But Got it. Right now, John. So I can just log. I can fucking finally get that game on Switch right now. And that'll and be your Epic account. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Cool news. 
It's now time for love and respect. <laughs> love and respect. Ooh, Jones. <laughs> okay. Stepping your game up. Let's uh let's do a very technical one. Hello, allies. There has been some speculation on some podcasts of Easy Allies regarding the release of next-gen consoles, but a tiny wrinkle has entered the picture, and that being Chinese tariffs. Due to the cost of computer components expected to rise up to 25% by the beginning of 2019, do you expect the rollout of the new consoles to be delayed more than we possibly expected until there is a shift in U.S. policy? Or do you expect console manufacturers to release $500 consoles that uh, they intended to release for $400 or even worse? cheap out on the parts and make the next generational shift even less noticeable than this one. We'd love to hear your opinions on this issue. Love and respect negator. I could easily see $500. You could easily see They'd that? They still do it. Oh, you mean like uh, Xbox One X yeah, is 500 500 bucks. Sure. Xbox One when it came out was 500 Yeah. I think the, the huge impact that it would have is if they're manufacturing in the United States or not uh, or need parts that like Moog soft Moog uh, synthesizers, they were like, "Hey, we might have to stop making these in the U.S. because it's going to be too expensive to get chips from China here. Uh, so they're gonna have to like move elsewhere to make them. Whereas like Behringer makes their synths in China or wherever, so it didn't affect them really at all. So like, if they're being manufactured elsewhere, it might not have that big of an impact. I don't know." Uh, I think it might still, because uh, it is very likely the next consoles will be partnering with AMD. I think AMD is kind of like hinted at it in mm. weird ways. Uh, I can see the tariffs being a problem uh, with AMD, but also with other the other aspects, other things you have to throw in your in your console. Um, it's a very interesting question. Uh, I think kind of like Brad, the consoles are coming out regardless. You know, I, I think that it'd be hard for them to sit on it to wait until policy changes. And, like, maybe it will. Maybe a trade war will end. But I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. This is obviously stuff beyond us. But it's interesting how it affects gaming in certain ways. You know what they should do? Hmm. Just charge us more. Well, that's the, that's the $500. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the $500 but I mean, theory. like, yeah, but, like, other countries get it for less and America gets screwed because of our policies. <laughs> Just do it. That's capitalism, baby. Well, that's that's how the trade wars work. Yeah, it's like, you know, just both sides get hurt until one side caves. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, because, like, comparatively, yeah, I think the buck will just be passed on to consumers for this. Like, it's not stopping. But at the same time, like, other parts of the world also pay comparatively more than what we even pay now. True. Like, you know, like Very Europe true. Pay, they always, like, are complaining about, like, when you adjust, like, for exchange rate and stuff, they still pay more for their systems. Mm-hmm. There's and no, games. There's, and software, there's, like, too. There's basically no such thing as an MSRP over in Europe. Uh, the They're basically allowed to price it wherever it is as long as they're not selling it at a loss, which is some kind of unfair business practice, I guess, because they you can't use, like, unfair business practices over there to try and, like, undercut the competition too much. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember, like, the Switch... Uh, was like suggested to be like 320 euros, I think, and most places offered it at 300 euros instead, or 290. And the reason I know all this is because there's a thing that came up in France recently, recently where Amazon France is apparently can't sell any more Nintendo products because Nintendo got angry at them for undercutting so much compared to the other shops, so their products are no longer available on Amazon uh, mm. France anymore. 
including games and software as well. And everyone's like, well, this is they have a long history with that. But yeah. also in like uh, Brazil, like because of tariffs and stuff, same uh-huh. thing. The, how expensive all the consoles and games are in there. Yeah, like they always complain about like we should go they go to like the gray market essentially and they import (laughs) they play like they buy the imports but like they get around the tariff that way i guess basically so yeah it's unique to see each situation i think we would just pay a little bit more and the companies would either not make a big deal. But I don't even think they would blame it on anyone. They'd just be like, "Yeah, hey, it's just the expected rise in cost That's of like production." That's my everything. big question. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah they're, I don't <laughs> think they're gonna like. I don't think they get political about it. I think How transparent they'd be. Yeah, I think they just say like, "No, it's just everything. It's like new generation, like 4K. Stuff. Things just more expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. They'll, just, they'll just like play it off like that. I and think they have no incentive to play it off. If they're gonna get more, if they have to charge more, yeah. but people are willing to pay it, and then they're like, well, what if we make it even a little bit more, and then we give them more profit, or like we cut our margins, make our margins even bigger, widen them? I don't know. I think that's sadly how business people think. This is like finance, like end of it. They're just like, yeah, like things always get more expensive. So just like keep upping the price a bit, and it's like, let's say it's inflation or just rising costs and stuff. Unless the tariff stuff like spikes it. Mm-hmm. By like a drastic amount that like you can't hide that, I don't think you're gonna see that much pushback other than a little bit of moaning and groaning like oh the Xbox two six hundred dollars but yeah. then, then you'll get those articles about but your iPhone's like a thousand dollars and this is you're gonna get into all this like mm-hmm. mental gymnastics you, we totally are you're, you're getting right. into this huge mental gymnastics like debate about why stuff costs what it does and the end of the day it's gonna be so confusing and stuff or just so much noise people are just like I just want the damn systems to give it to me actually mm-hmm. it's interesting to bring up iPhone and I guess maybe other phones as well because even throughout the last generation from when the PS4 and the Xbox One launched phones have become more expensive oh yeah they have they've definitely gone up yeah uh, especially here in the u.s because the subsidy stuff ended you can't you don't do two-year contracts and get your phone for like 200 dollars upgrade anymore you got to pay for everything now yeah but they get more money that way actually too yeah uh, so with it, these payment plans yeah. I, I think that's kind of interesting i uh, i wonder if the you know, we have the flexibility to buy more expensive consoles that could be five or six hundred dollars. Remember the the GameStop plan we had a mini argument about, like the the, the you could pay over whatever twenty four months was it Xbox? Yeah. Game I forget what it's called. But Me the, too. But it was like here's a way to own Xbox One like twenty four forty eight months you pay it off monthly payments. But yeah. you were like, this is how people who can't afford it get looped like you know roped into this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh no, people can like pay it as it's basically another monthly fee to them. Yes, I think that's the biggest struggle because then they start saying like, oh, my cell phone might have cost a thousand dollars, bro. Mine didn't, but like theoretically. You're on like the AT and T or Sprint or whatever twenty four month payment plan. They call they have all these fancy names mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, man. and you're just like, oh, I'm only paying like a hundred bucks or eighty bucks a month. That's not that big deal. Xbox All Access is the name of that plan. Xbox All Access. So you, your mind, yep. you're basically told like whether you can afford it or not. It seems like no big deal, and it becomes. I think the 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 detriment is it becomes commonplace. Yeah. It, it like kind of like worms its way in. It's like now this is another expense to add on. That's just you don't you just don't like. It doesn't register as like, wait, what? Like, it's not like oh, hammer over the head. Like, mm-hmm. you're paying it all up front. Like some people will, but I think that's how they they, they do this. Yeah, how they how they win you over. It's uh, it's worth keeping our eyes on. I do not expect China to just be like, hey, you know what, U.S. You're, we'll be cool. You know what I mean? I, I don't expect them to back down from this soon. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this all works out. You're telling me this administration is going to ruin the console wars? <laughs> Begun the console wars. They're coming for you, Jones. Mike Spam. 
This isn't a correction, just more of a fun fact. Love these about Poker oh. Night at the Inventory 1 and 2. Uh, that you didn't mention. One of the biggest selling points for both of these games wasn't just that you're playing poker with characters, but they could sometimes bet their signature items against you. And if you won them, you'd take them into other games. For example, Claptrap would wager a VGA uh, video game award he won in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then okay. if you win that hand, you unlock a poker visor in, in Borderlands 2. Uh, Handsome Jack's mask for the spy oh, in Team Fortress so 2. And Bloodwing is an avatar item on your 360. I think that is actually very cool. Right. Yeah. I would yes. love to see more of that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Oh, avatar items. Yeah. Let's play a quick game. This is a fun game. We've got to celebrate. This is from Brandon K. Gone. 150 reviews quiz. Yeah. Congratulations Pokemon. on surpassing wow. 150 yay, reviews. Oh, yay. Easy allies, yep. That's to, crazy. That is crazy. To celebrate the occasion, I've concocted a quiz centered around all of them. Wow. To start, I'd focus on Easy A as a whole, then focus on specific reviewers. If pressed for time, you can pick the allies. Yep, I will do that. Okay, uh, let's do it. I'm going to be so bad at this. What is the lowest overall reviewed game? low score we ever gave out basically yeah and oh, i can do multiple allies. choice if you don't know oh man that's a tough question okay is it little dragon's cafe wait wait i have a guess is okay it bombs fall no bombs whatever what never mind what? Okay. a game that huber hated no that was game trailers yeah that was, that was near the oh, end oh really that was yeah, yeah. no i yeah, uh, okay, okay, okay that was like okay. the final review <laughs> uh mighty number no. nine need for speed payback star ocean integrity and faithlessness uh, or umbrella core Umbrella Core. It's Umbrella Core. Yeah, yeah. That was one star. Yes, I was one star. I Umbrella Core was oh, yeah, one star. I remember Huber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, how many games have ever received the maximum score possible from EZA? Oh, and something we should six make clear to everybody is that uh, uh, we switched from stars to numerical uh, right. values. 20 when? point. Uh, at the beginning of this year? When, when did we do that? Oh, boy. Yeah, don't know. Like halfway yeah, through, let's say. Something like that. And so a lot of these are converting stars to... Okay. Gotcha. Values. Uh, Ian, now though it is six. Woo! Oh, wow. I was going to say three. I don't know we yeah. did six. We posted a video that says our review scores are changing February 16th. Of this year? Yeah. Oh, so it's not even yeah, halfway right, through. That's, that's right, pretty recent. Okay. Uh, I think Michelle Classes was the last of the first review to switch over. Oh, okay. Um, That was just a blind guess, Ian? With uh, a six? I mean, it, it's an educated guess having being a part of easy allies but it was a guess six though six five just felt right tens man hmm i couldn't even name them well, uncharted four Child okay this is one uh, uh Colossus. god of war uh, god, god of war, war. nice uh, was persona odyssey persona odyssey odyssey zelda no. zelda did no, not no, get no, no. five stars frame rate um <laughs> yeah what are the other that ones? last one will come to us okay uh what is the most frequent score EZA has awarded? Eight. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say eight. Eight point five. Just eight oh. Eight is correct. Yep. Yeah. We've given out eights and four stars forty nine times yep. of those one fifty. Forty nine. Yes. Times. Uh, what is the least frequent score? Six. Two. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Oh, Anything zero. below. You're zero. right. Zero. It never happened. Okay. Uh, but there's a three way tie. Oh, stuff we've given actually. We zero only, means we didn't review it. I think this is kind of interesting. <laughs> there is the one star from Umbrella Core, of course. Okay. Uh, that only happened once. Uh, there was one five, and that was just Bloodworth's recent Little Dragons Cafe. Oh, okay. And there's only one seven point five. Huh? Really? Yeah. What is it? Wait, Mario what? Tennis Aces is oh. the only seven point five Easy Allies has ever given. How's out. that possible? Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird one. 
Maybe because you can't land on 7.5 with stars. Yeah, you couldn't. And so, you know, it's kind of a disadvantage two, you there. You couldn't get that. Point um, fives are the ones that we added, yeah. Okay, of the six reviewers, who has reviewed the most games? Ben. Ben. Huber. It's Huber. It's yes. Huber. Oh. It's Huber. Yeah. So Ben's second. Huber yes. Yes. So I'm Ben has reviewed 36. Huber's reviewed 38. He's wow, close. Okay. Yeah. Why? Nice. Because Ben does longer games. Oh. Huber does a lot, a lot of long yeah. games, but you know he's doing Odyssey right now, which is huge. But uh, Jones, how many have you done? How many have I done? Mm-hmm. It's got me in the teens, probably 15, 16. You wish 11. 11. Okay. Catch up, dude. <laughs> you wish. Catch. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll tell you how many I've done. 150. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. What is Brad Ellis's highest reviewed game? Mine? Highest yeah, reviewed? Overwatch? Four and a half. So like a nine, I guess. Yeah. yeah Overwatch was a nine. Yeah, I think Overwatch was one of my highest ones. Yep, and there's two others that tie with it. Really? Yeah. I can't think of what they are right now. Cuphead. Oh, yeah. Cuphead's awesome. And a very recent one, dude. You said this game is very good. We all ignored it because we're all oh, getting Guacamelee. sick of Yeah, Guacamelee yeah, 2. Yeah, Guacamelee 2 is awesome. Yeah. And we still ignored it, man. Yeah, it's okay. That poor game. It's so short, too. Yeah. Wrong time. Oof. What is the lowest score Brad has ever given? Three and a half? No. Oh. You've go, you got lower. Oh, really? Ooh. So three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it Lost Sphere? Uh, no, that was three and a half. Okay. <laughs> what did I give three? So you didn't give it oh, three. Oh, Secret of Mana. Yep, 6.5. Yeah, 5. I knew it, dude. And Sea of Thieves also got a 6.5. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I figured out our top six if you guys want to guess again. Uh, we got to five. What is the one that was missing? Uh, okay, so it's God of War, Shadow yep. of the Colossus, Mario Odyssey, Persona 5, Last Guardian, and Uncharted 4, I think? Oh, Last Guardian, we didn't say. Yeah, Bloodworth. Oh, yeah, yeah Shadow of the Colossus uh, and The Last Guardian. Correct. <laughs> that Honestly... Love it for Goaty did not occur to me as a perfect game. <laughs> as, as like a hot, like, the easy alley's perfect score. Throw Blood Earth under the bus. Sorry, Blood. Sorry, Blood. That's a, you know what, Blood. It's a ten. It's a ten. Uh, Jones, <laughs> what is what is your highest reviewed game? Um, Spider Man. Yep, nine point five. Nice. Yeah. That was a scary score. Yeah, I think it deserves it. I think it's good oh no, it. I'm yeah. fully confident now. But it's just like it's a scary thing to be like feel like a good game. What's the lowest score you ever gave? At Easy A. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, was it Gears? No, that's oh. three and a half. Oh, okay. You've given I've three. lower than that. You've given three twice. Wait, can you, three s- twice. can you specify stars or numbers? Oh, sorry, these You're are stars. Confused. Yeah, I'm very sorry. These are three stars. Thank oh, you, Dear, Ian. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm, what kind of game came out in this generation? Widely despised. Already dead. Showed up in Ready Player One for oh, no reason. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Battleborn Jones gave three like, stars, oh, and Steep you gave three stars. Mm. Poor Steep. Oh, Why, John? Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> hey. Why? I just realized an interesting fact. Hit me. Three we've, colors in that game. We've only given one game since switching to the number system. Only one has achieved the ten, but the previous ones were all five stars. You know. Yeah. So, like, we're yeah. stingier, maybe, with the tens. We've only been numbers since February. It's almost half and half, right? Oh, no, we're almost at year three. Never mind. Yeah, and and, uh, and really, just what other game would have gotten a ten since besides yeah. God of War? Nothing. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Nothing. What Never is Michael mind. Damiani's highest-reviewed game? Oh, Shadow of the Colossus with one yeah, of them. It's uh-huh. What's the other one? Mario Odyssey. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. You just said them. What is yeah. the lowest score you've ever given Damiani? Ooh, Damiani. Well, hints. There's, I read Mirror's Edge. <laughs> The, was uh, that here? the two, the yeah, wow. the 
That was not. That feels so long. No, that was not easy. A. It was. Mirror's Edge Two is easy. A. Yeah. Okay. Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It's not here though. It's not one of those. Okay. You've gone lower, dude. Let me give you guys hints. I'll give you a hint. Your lowest score is two and a half stars. What three games did you give two and a half stars to? Wow. <laughs> I, I, I can go through my reviews manually in my head. Okay, so this one doesn't deserve it. This one doesn't deserve it. Oh this my. one, this oh. one was a game. Oh, here we go. That was re- reviewed, looking at modern criteria. Oh, that's yeah, when this game was that's a treat. An, that's an impossible game to review. This game was a special that treat. Was, that was a that didn't on. deserve this kind of criticism. Come on. What game are we talking we're ta- about? We're talking about Star Fox 2. Yes. Like, I don't even count that as a he review. He gave Star Fox 2 two that, and a half like, stars. It should have been a critical analysis <laughs> yes, video. Yes, it should have been. Like, there's no point in reviewing <laughs> it, but I was like, Let's, we don't have many reviews right now. Just make it a review. I was like, all right, Shine. I'll do make it a review. Fine. All right. Uh, this game has a stupid title. Just dumb. Okay. Just, just a dumb, dumb title. It's an RPG that looks pretty good. Pretty good looking RPG. I mean, it... It's Starsh and Faith of this Integrity. I was going to think yes, Star Ocean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you did not hear through that mumbling, everyone, that was Star <laughs> Ocean, so Integrity, so and Faithlessness. Uh, also got two and a half stars. Final game is a mobile game. What mobile game got two and a half stars from Michael Damiani? It's like, don't get this. Final, Final Heroes. You're the one who gave it the score, dude. Yeah. What do you say? It doesn't so, like, count. We, basically, we're like, we're giving games too many high scores. Why don't you branch out and review games that might not be the best games out mm-hmm. there, but you still have it interesting because we have a yeah. habit of only picking games we like. Yeah, I mean, so we gave our uh, review scores kind of forty nine eights. Yeah, yeah. forty nine eights out there. Yeah. Uh, that is it. That's the game. That was fun. That cool. was fun. Yeah. So Jones, you have done VO in one hundred and fifty reviews. Yay! Yay! Good job, man. Thanks. Nice job, Jonesy. Uh, I wonder what the editing breakdown is. I had a streak running oh, for yeah, a long time before I too. buckled. Yeah. 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 Who's edited and, uh, what? I usually let Jones yeah. and Don pipe in first. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, last one is from Mewtwo King. Must be the Mewtwo King, mm-hmm. right? Unless others said otherwise. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, uh, they sent me some friend code as well and claimed they were Mewtwo King. Great. I would like to know, do we need or want an Ocarina of Time Switch remake? Yes. It's yes. time for bets. Next week's bet. Uh, the normal people release date for Assassin's Creed Odyssey is Friday, October 5th. People. If you're not paying, spending <laughs> extra money. What I'm going to do at this point next week, I'm going to YouTube.com. I'm going to do a search in an incognito window for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm going to go down three videos. I'm going to watch that video. How many seconds until I see a kill? Brandon Jones. 30. Michael Damiani. 10 seconds. Bradley Ellis. 8 seconds. Ooh. Jones, I've like 32. We're on like, we're on this I teammate know. wavelength. I, I, this yeah. is weird. We had the exact same thing last week. Ian, what is your bet? One second. Okay. Ooh, yeah. that's the right one. Yeah. Yeah. I crossed this out before the thing started. I think so Jones and I are counting on vistas. I think we're counting on like seeing well, environments. There's also the hey, what's up? I'm the YouTuber. Welcome to my show. Hey Today guys. We're, be talking yeah, about that. we're not sure. going to get to B roll for uh-huh. like 10 seconds, probably. True. It's going to be uh, average. How to I'm hoping kill it just starts with a face smash. Mm-hmm. Like it's a trailer, maybe. Yeah. 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 How, to, how to kill. Last week's bet Mega Man 11 will be released on Tuesday, <laughs> October 2nd. That was today. I went through the top 11 most recent reviews on OpenCritic.com. Good bet. How many times would I see the word man? Jones, you bet 99 times to see the word man. Blood bet 76. Damiani bet 66. I bet 99. Ian bet 66. Go ahead at home. Make a guess. How many times did we see the word man? 
because the actual number of mans is 293. <laughs> That's an Woo! average of 26.6 mans per review. Whoa. Jones, you and I tied. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. How funny is that? Ah, man. There's a lot of mans man. in these reviews. Yeah. And it is because is boss names. Boss names yeah. is popped up oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Rock like, man. If you're playing Bounce Man Stage, oh, forgot yeah. about Bounce that. Man Didn't think about that at all. And then they compared it to like they'd be like it's like this for Mega Man Six. It's like that for Mega Man Nine. It's so so like there were so many mans in yeah. each of these reviews. Damn, it man. was nuts. <laughs> that brings our scores to Red Grouse thirteen. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas, 20. <laughs> Droopy Eagles, 13. Switcher Snake, 6. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about patreon.com slash easy allies. That is where you would go to support the easy allies. If you are a person who gives us $5 or more a month, you get this podcast two days early. You get it on Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. And you get to submit to our, our uh, segments, uh, Love and Respect, and, of course, the one we're going to talk about next. Recruit me, because we have to see if my mister survives. Come on, my mister. He's dead. <laughs> I don't no! believe you. He's dead. You rolled a six. Yes. No, it's, yeah. So I count from the bottom up. You monster. Who does that? Why do you do that? <laughs> I He's see his dead. rolls every time, and they're all re relatively the same. Like, just that, that cursed die. Cursed die, yeah. Damn it. He would have been good. I thought he was going to live. I actually upped the odds of, of our teammates surviving. I harbored way too much hope for this fool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, was, I was just picturing the, the mime bow the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Jones, we got to draft uh, rights and responsibilities. You want Kay. Twitter? What do you want? Uh, I'll take Twitter and uh, sign off. Okay, I'll take final word and video promotion. You gave yeah. him the final word again? I get that again. Here we and go. Guess what I'm going to talk about. Chance. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I that's take, what I want. If, I want a second I chance. Sign off, I, I want a second chance. Correct. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. You can follow me at Trailer Jones. Uh, video I'd like to promote uh, Box Peak, October 26th. Woo! And uh, episode two, uh, October 29th. And then every other Monday after that, Box Peak episodes. Very exciting. Oof. Let me do my final word again because this was a little controversial. <laughs> Here's what I mean to say. Here's what I mean to say. I think voting is like an act of faith. You know, it is like we all are buying in. Because if I told Brad, Brad, your vote counts. It's not the truth. Because Brad could stay home on voting day and nothing would change. But because we're collectively buying into this, it becomes the truth. It's the craziest thing. You have to step out of your own mind to become part of this mass you have to believe in it. And it's 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 just not pragmatic. It's not at all. It is, to me, an act of faith. It's so strange. And so I'm saying I get it. I get people who choose that pragmatic thing. A lot of people just can't vote. A lot of people can't get a ride. A lot of people can't take the time off work. And so I don't like, I don't like the guilting people out of voting, you know, because I get it. I understand it. All I can say is that voting feels good. There's a reason to. It, it doesn't make sense, but it's just, it's just be, being a part of existing in this life. Brandon Jones. Cheers. What do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala.